G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Wednesday, we love to check in with finance expert Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. You might have a question around money. Alex, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Greetings from uh, lockdown. <laughs> yes, so many in lockdown. And, uh, you know, I suspect, Alex, uh, there, are, there are those who are listening in to us today uh, who are in lockdown uh, who ordinarily wouldn't get to listen because they'd be at work. So uh, a special welcome to that contingent of Christian believers all around Australia who have an opportunity to tune into 2020 where they might not ordinarily be able to do that from work. Hey, Alex, I want to talk. We, we, we started last week talking about some of the wisdom that we glean from mm. the scriptures and particularly around the wisdom literature we'd find in the Old Testament, uh, the book of Proverbs. And uh, let's develop some of that. And uh, just to encourage listeners, 1-800-316-316. If you have a question, any question, any level, any topic on money, uh, call us on 1-800-316-316. But let's come back to this biblical Christian foundation we have from Proverbs. Um, What are your thoughts about, particularly around, and I know we want to touch on today, uh, issues around obedience. That's a word we don't often like. What are your thoughts Mm. around this? (laughs) <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. I think uh, the word obedience, I think, makes some of us cringe. I mean, when you think about it, it's the uh, being obedient is the opposite to our human nature. If we think about, you know, sin, sin, of course, is disobedience to God. And so it's very much in our nature to be disobedient. Um, but Proverbs is really fascinating, though. When you, when you read it, there is a significant number of verses on obedience and the positive implications of when we live a life obedient to God. Um, I mean, I can give you, I'll give you obviously a number of examples throughout uh, this morning, but there's a a couple that really stand out. So, you know, here's here's a really good one. It says, God gives helpful advice to everyone who obeys him and protects all of those who live as they should. So obedience has this really powerful effect of protecting us. You come under, when we do things God's way, uh, when we honour God with with our life, our actions and what we say and do, then that frees God up to protect us. And he, he will pr- protect us and he can protect us obviously in all sorts of ways, be it physical, financial and so forth. So I think it's a really powerful theme that when we try and break the shackles of of our human nature, and obviously that's a work of the Holy Spirit working in us, um, then and we obey God, then that will have a really profound uh, effect on our life and, of course, on our finances. Um, look, there's a, there's a whole range of them. There's another great one in uh, Proverbs three, for example, that says, "My child." Remember my teachings and instructions and obey them completely. And then they will help you live a long and prosperous life. So once again, there's another benefit. So there's a couple of key benefits here. If you obey God, 
um, then God will protect you and protect your finances. If you obey God, then you'll live a long and prosperous life. So there's all these, you know, if you like cause and effect type things, and cause and effect can be a bit dangerous in terms of theology because we kind of then always reduce something down to the one, uh, the one thing. But what the Bible is really saying here is just very simply, obeying God has enormous benefits uh, for our life. And of course, it's just doing the right thing. You're honouring God by obeying obeying him so we're going to take a a call in just a few moments Uh, but you've spent some time alex uh, boiling down uh, some of those scriptures and there's a lot of great wisdom about god and money and uh, you've boiled these down to uh, a whole lot of uh, just very simple things like you'll live longer you'll have prosperity you'll have god's protection you'll get helpful advice from god And you'll even be saved from death. Now, hold some thoughts on those because we might be able to expound on some of those. But we are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Alex in the Grampians in Victoria. Hello, Alex. Welcome along. Hi. Hi. How are you? Very good, Alex. Hey, uh, it's the Ask Alex segment. Now, maybe Alex caught your <laughs> caught your uh, <laughs> uh, thoughts too, because Alex is everywhere today. What are your thoughts, Alex? What uh, do you have a question around money? Well, yeah, I do. I um, I stood in the 2019 election, federal election for the seat of Ballarat, and uh, one of my major trust was to introduce a new business model to um, to the community, uh, one that I believe is sustainable forever. It took me 30 years to work my way through it. But um, I had a woman read my book at the time. I wrote a book in 2018. It's called Spiritual Busyness from Surviving to Thriving. Now, this is the essence of my model. But um, this woman said to me, um, having read my book, your model is brilliant, and the world's banking system is a scam. Um, like your thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, In terms the, of the world's banking system? The banking system, is that what you're thinking of here, Alex? Yeah, well, um, you know, and I researched it uh, thoroughly, and I agree with this woman. She, she's a retired international tax uh, international accountant, retired international taxation accountant. Sorry, I'll get it right in a moment. Okay, okay. Uh, Alex Cook. Yeah. Uh, some thoughts for Alex from the Grampians. Yeah, look, I, I think it's a really interesting issue. This issue about our banking system, um, I find it enormously problematic. Um, because what we've got at this situation, and you're seeing this across the world at the moment, we have central banks which control, you know, the banking system, but in particular, they control the price of money. Uh, you know, they control what we pay on our home loans in, in effect through an indirect mechanism. And the result of that is they've brought down interest rates so low that it's had having a very enormous distorting effect. Now let's let's explore some of those that should concern Christians. The big one that worries me is the massive inequality that's been caused by central banks. So we're seeing that through home ownership, house prices in Australia, and not just Australia, they've taken off around the world due to cheap money, um, which is you know put out by the banks. Uh, and as a result, it's now very hard for young people to get into the market. I think they 
they say it's at least seven years worth of savings. But on top of that, even when they get in, they're getting into, you know, a very uh, low quality property with a huge debt that will be difficult to repay back anyway. So in that sense, I think we have a banking system that no longer works for the majority. Uh, and the, the second flow and effect of that, so that's just young people getting into the housing market. But then, and that, as I say, it's causing this massive inequality in society. But the second uh, factor is retirees. So uh, as a financial planner, the bulk of a lot of our clients are people who are either near or in retirement. And now they earn no money. They earn no interest on the defensive assets that they hold, such as, you know, term deposits and bonds, those things no longer pay them any money. Now, this is very problematic because what it does is it forces them to take more risk, whether it's more more into the share market, more into the property market. And there's reasons you should have those assets anyway, but it's basically forcing people to take more risk. So I think it, it's very true to say that the banking system no longer works for the masses. Uh, it, it, it is making the rich richer. And it is making, my concern in the Western world particularly, is it is causing uh, greater inequality. Uh, and it really is causing the shrinking of the middle class. And because it's happening slow, you know, it's not happening in a way that's blindingly obvious. Um, people aren't angry about it yet. But I think in five, ten years, particularly if rates do rise, um, and the Bible warns, of course, that you know, debt can lead to slavery. If that happens, I think our banking system will be shown to have failed the average citizen, so to speak. And that's why I'm personally very concerned. So um, I do think as Christians, we need to be advocating policies in, in politics that uh, enable what I call human flourishing. So I'd be certainly interested in your kingdom business model that you that you have in mind, because certainly the system's not working. Alex from the Grampians, what are your uh, what's, what's your reaction hearing uh, what Alex Cook has to say? Oh yeah, I think it's it's brilliant, and and that's um, that's the essence of why I wrote the model. Um, and what it's about is having people. Um, the model is, uh, all right, first of all, I'll describe briefly the model. It's a 49.51% equity-owned franchise cooperative where people empower people, empower people. And it's just a massive flow-on from there. And no one can dispute the, the figures I put forth. And, um, you know, like Alex Cook, I, I just really see, you know, the end of our financial system unless we're prepared to take it on. Now, I spent uh, a long time researching or six months researching this model and basically banks just write money into existence from nowhere and that's the problem. You know, it was Jesus who kicked the, the money changers out of his father's temple and that's that's gone on for 2,000 years and They've got very clever at doing this, uh, the banking system, and and uh, and our governments are complicit in this too. Mm. Okay, our Alex, in the Grampians, if we were recognising that there were some problematic areas in central banks all around the world, uh, come back to Alex Cook here. If you recognise problems, is there room for, is there possibility for the sort of reform that might turn the banking system into something that is useful for every sector of society? I think absolutely there's some real opportunities here. So 
um, if you think back historically, um, organisations like AMP and National Mutual were the old style cooperative societies where essentially you, you, you become a kind of a member of these cooperatives. And they were much more, I think, beneficial for broader society and they were run for members. It's kind of like the, the industry fund concept that we have now with super, same sort of logic, but that, that, that has problems of its own. But nonetheless, this whole idea of having things that are run not just for profit, I don't think we should ever demonize profit because profit is a good thing. Profit is your reward for effort and profit is also necessary in order for something to prosper. If, you, if you're not making a profit, you're going broke, right? So we should never demonize profit. However, we do need to have organisations that are set up where the various stakeholders can prosper. The staff that work there, the customers that, that uh, use those services, and of course, um, you know, the, um, the, broader, the broader community and the flow and effect that has. At the moment, I think we've got uh, I would describe in the West as what we call crony capitalism. So a lot of people criticise capitalism. It's not capitalism per se that's the problem. It's sort of the cronyism, the lobbying, all these sort of things that essentially allow the elite to, to get away with things and to get benefits for them that don't necessarily flow through the rest of us. So I think that old-style cooperative model uh, may well make a big comeback over the next uh, you know, 10, 20 years, but it will require uh, a lot of people stepping up to the plate and putting in these new models and setting up these organisations so that everyone can prosper. Alex from the Grampians in Victoria, I want to thank you for your call today. It's been great to be able to unpack something of a significant magnitude like that. And you did say, Alex, from the Grampians, you'd come up with a new business model. You wrote a book called Spiritual Busyness. Surviving to Thriving. Listeners might want to Google that to get a hold of it. And uh, Alex, I'll encourage you to connect with Alex Cook. Uh, I'll give the ways that you can do that very shortly. But uh, Alex from the Grampians, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. Although we're actually running out of time for this segment, you do have to be pretty quick to get in on this segment, (laughs) don't you? Hey, just coming back to uh, those points that we mentioned just before we took that call from Alex, when we talk about That word obedience, a word we often don't like because it goes against our typical human nature. I mentioned that you'd boiled down a whole lot of wisdom from Proverbs, Alex, that if you obey God, you'll live longer, live with prosperity, you'll live with God's protection, you'll get helpful advice from God, and you'll be saved from death. Those sorts of things are real incentive, aren't they, to obey God? Oh, absolutely. And in fact, the opposite to that is also true too. In other words, there's downsides of disobedience too. So I think obeying God just puts you under God's shelter, under God's protection. Um, and uh, yeah, that it's, it's the way that God wants us to, to live and you know, a way that's honoring him. But as I say, disobedience can also lead to the opposite. In fact, um, you know, disobedience, if you look in Proverbs, it gives you both the, the positive and the negative in many cases. But disobedience can lead to, to poverty. It can lead to all sorts of other things going wrong in your life. Um, and that's why, obviously, we want to align ourselves with God's way of doing things. And then, as you say, we will come under his protection and see those, those obvious blessings from doing the right thing.
You know, uh, let's stretch things a little and take one more call. Trish is on the line from Eight Mile Plains in Brisbane. Trish, we'll need to be quick, but uh, what sort of question can we squeeze in here? Uh, I was just wondering if Alex Cook has heard of the uh, idea of a national postal bank, a people's bank based on all the Australian Australia Post's thousands of post offices because the big banks are closing all their branches in the country areas but most areas have a post office. So if we could have a people's bank uh, based at the post offices, what do you think? Uh, Alex, your thoughts for Trish? Yeah, look, I've heard similar ideas floated over, over the time. And look, I, I certainly love uh, the idea of a, a people's bank in the sense that something that will work in favour of the people um, and we'll have a, you know, that I think, for example, that a much lower risk. I think our banks are too risky simply because they, they lend too much money too easily. So I, I like the idea of a people's bank. I think um, from, the, from the caller's point of view, this is more around also the convenience of being able to use the existing Australia Post distribution network, which I think in itself has a lot of merit. Obviously, more and more is going digital. So I think the trend away from infrastructure type things uh, is well and truly in force, and the big banks are going to keep moving moving away from branches, and some banks don't even have branches at all already. Um, but look, I love the idea of having using the Australia Post distribution network for a whole range of services, uh, not just banking. But I, I love the People's Bank idea, just in the sense that I think we need a bank that really is set up where it's not just trying to make profit for shareholders, but it's actually uh, really working in favour of the Australian people with just good, a good, simple offering, uh, low risk in terms of the way it functions, you know, no derivative, you know, they've all got these crazy derivatives exposures, all these kind of things. I think a good, low risk people's bank would be, um, would be great. I'd like to see it happen. Uh, I'm not sure there's the political will to set one up, um, but maybe it can take someone in the private sector to, um, to do that and set up a cooperative type bank. So it'd be interesting to see what what happens. Trish from Eight Mile Plains in Brisbane, thank you so much for your call. We will need to draw things to a close and uh, just a reminder that on this Wednesday Ask Alex segment uh, you can call in and ask a question. There's a number of other ways you can ask a question too. You can leave a question on the feedback line which is 1800 316 316. Uh, if no one's answering personally on the, uh, on the radio like this, well you'll go to our feedback line. You can ask a question there you can also uh you can use the ask alex post on facebook facebook.com forward slash vision radio there is a post there ask a question we'll address those on the wednesday segment with alex cook how do you get in touch with alex you can go to his website wealthwithpurpose.com free ebooks the my toolkit free videos, podcast content. You can follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter and there is an email address uh, which is askalex at wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.